tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Raindrops are falling on my head and just like the I adore this song so much. Oh. It's perfect oh. for today's episode. <laughs> it does always make me think of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, though. Really? Yeah, the song is in it. Okay. There's a really cute scene with it. It's the whole thing, but that's not related to what we're talking about today. <laughs> Hello, AfterBuzz TV fans, and welcome to the first AfterBuzz After Show for Steven Universe. We will be covering episodes 68 through 71, Nightmare Hospital, Sadie's Song, Catch and Release, and When It Rains. With me today is the wonderful Emma Aquamarine Fife. Hello, you can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife. And I am Katie Emerald Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. We are checking the hashtag for this show. It is A-B-T-V-S-U. So if you have something fun, any questions, any fun things you want to say, tweet them to that hashtag and we will take a look at it. We are trying to check the live chat, yeah. but the internet's not behaving. Yeah, it really hates my computer right now. I'm trying. It, intermittently, I seem to be able to connect. So periodically, I'll keep... Checking in to see if I can monitor that YouTube chat roll, because uh, we want to talk to you guys. But in the meantime, yeah. use that hashtag. We'll be able to check it and in the future. Yeah, because the phone does not require internet, so exactly. I can definitely check it with that. <laughs> so we've got four episodes to cover, and I think the themes we're looking at here are parenting and paradox. Yep. <laughs> That's, that's, that's totally accurate, yeah. perfect. Well, because, I mean, the, the first two episodes were very, very focused on parent-child relationships. Yeah. And even the third one, to an extent, was a little bit about the relationship between Steven and the Gems um, in, in regards to their regard towards Peridot. Yeah. Which then transitioned into the final episode, which was all about Peridot, and I loved it. Was that last episode that <laughs> just explaining thunderstorms. Yes. Uh, oh. Oh. Peridot has the best, most ridiculous one-liners. Did you catch that she called Garnet a war machine? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, she's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about Nightmare Hospital. Let's start off with that. Yeah. <laughs> and the long and short of this one is Connie's mom finding out about sword training yeah. in the worst possible way. Well, and the fact that Connie doesn't need her glasses anymore. I really yeah. liked the detail there. And that also gave us some sort of spectrum in terms of time frame. Yeah. Where she said to her mom, she's like, Mom, I have not had to wear glasses for over a year now. And you haven't noticed? Well, and we really get the time frame hammered out in Sadie's song because it's another Beach of Palooza, yes, so it's been a year since exactly, Stephen and the Stevens. Exactly. Oh, Stephen and the Stevens. Stephen and the Stevens. One of those episodes It's like, this is going to be really cute. And by the end, you're like, it's I so, am not okay. It's so dark at the end. Oh, man. Stephen Universe is really good at that. It's like, it is. this is cute, and now it's dark. It's or, really good at it. this is cute, and now your heart hurts. So my initial impression of... Uh, Nightmare Hospital. Of course, it was about Connie's mom, you yeah. know, working at the hospital on gem mutants. Suddenly, the hospital is infested with them. Are you sure this is a car accident? <laughs> oh, it doesn't have a pulse. Must be the equipment. It's yeah. like, um. Yeah. 
Uh, and it was just, to me, it felt like, it felt like a Resident Evil video game. I loved it. It was great. One of the monsters looked just like William Birkin when he's infected with the G virus. It was, I was into it. With a huge arm? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I hadn't thought of that. And now that you said that, I can't unsee it. You're welcome. (laughs) I love it. At this, this really kind of hammered home that this is a world that is accustomed to magic and to weird things happening. Yeah. Ronaldo is the weird one because he keeps pointing it out and theorizing. Totally. Everyone else, gems have been around since before the founding of this town. Oh, yeah. Long, long before. Oh, yeah. It's not those were old-timey clothes. It's no, that was us way back then. Yeah, so, totally. We would freak out about having these things in a hospital, but they're just like, must be Tuesday. Are you sure it's a car accident? Yeah, apparently their little, their little beach city is just like totally fine with it. Keep beach city weird, I suppose. (laughs) So we have Connie and Steven sneaking back and sneaking into the hospital to try to get his mother's sword back. Well, yes, because the, the basic plot of the episode at, at the start of it is that Connie wants to practice swordplay when she's not with the gems actually tr- being yeah. trained by Pearl to use a sword. And so Steven's like, oh, well, you can just take my mom's sword. I That's can't. Cool. It's important. That's why you should have it. Yeah. And just the old-timey eth talking. Mm-hmm. You should have it the sword eth. It was cute. Because children. Yeah, yeah. And and I loved the aesthetic of Rose Quartz's sword. (laughs) Oh, it's wonderful. It's so beautiful. And the fact that Connie can swing it around like a Final Fantasy character. Seriously. The thing is, as big as she is. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I love the character trajectory for Connie. Yes. And just the scene for this that really hit home with me is her sitting on the couch practicing her violin, lying like a rug, and Steven's sitting there like, ah. Because this is a kid who's had to lie to their parents before, and yes. a kid who never has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, so much of the series is about the child characters' relationships with their parents, and Connie, of course, is somebody who we see who has these incredibly strict, straight-laced parents, particularly her mother. Oh, yeah. We and never go back on a rule. We're no. going to calculate how grounded we are, and we're using the abacus? Yeah. What is this family? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I admire her mother from the perspective of, you know, she is a character who is a doctor. She's incredibly smart. She has incredibly high standards. So all of those are really positive things, yet she is still really flawed. Oh, and yeah. That's, and that's the thing that's so brilliant about Steven Universe as a, as a series is that a lot of it is about adult characters making mistakes. Oh, we have a ton of that with the gems as well. Yeah. And this is this and Sadie's song, because you kind of have to talk about these in tandem, are really good tools for kids to talk to their parents. Absolutely. If they're sitting down with their mom and saying, no, mom, I feel kind of like Connie right now talking with her mom. And this is why. Or no, I feel like Sadie. I need to do this on my own. Exactly. And it gives them the tools to say to their parents, this is what I need. This is how I'm feeling. Let me explain it. It's like this. Right. Because ultimately, both of these episodes were about... Connie and Sadie, respectively, reaching a breaking point. Oh, yeah. And it's almost a, it's it's kind of a warning, I feel, to kids to be like, hey, it's okay to feel this way. Just talk to your parents about it. 
And also, your parents aren't perfect. They're yeah. trying just as hard as you they are. They really, really are. And that's the thing is that both Connie's mom and Sadie's mom really do have their daughter's best interests in mind. But they're both going to extremes in the exact opposite direction. Absolutely. Connie's yeah. mom is trying really hard to lock down everything and to make sure that she knows what her daughter's doing at all times of the day right. so that she can step in if something happens. Right. Whereas Sadie's mom is, oh, I'm interested in something. And then she immediately cranks it up to 11 mm-hmm. with zero regard as to how <laughs> no. Sadie, how Sadie feels actually about feels it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's an introvert being raised by an extrovert. Yes. Yep. So that's... Oh, that episode, my heart hurt. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> just, I adored Nightmare Hospital a whole lot. And just, your eyes magically got better? Yes! <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's also just kind of, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I loved, too, you know, the moment where Connie ended up having to confront her mom when all of, you know, the gem mutants started to come to life and she was trying to get the sword back and she's like no mom you need to give me the sword i need to fight i need to deal with this i'm just hearing mother knows best as the shutdown when as the audience we know that that's not the case yeah no no because i mean because basically we're dealing with something here that connie's mom doesn't fully understand and and connie has been involved in the Gems Adventures for quite a while now. And so she's made a real effort to become more actively involved and become more useful to them. And here we see her mom shutting down her daughter, who really could thrive in this situation. Because her daughter is... And Connie never told her because she was afraid that her mom would take it away from her. totally. That it would be against the rules, that it would not be okay. And we saw this earlier with, I can't remember the episode name, but where they have the dinner party and where we get Alexandra. Oh my gosh, that dinner party. Yeah, that worst dinner party ever of all time. (laughs) Is that the one where Stephen was like, yeah, she's an apple picker. Yep, she works on an apple farm. (laughs) That's why she needs to be so tall and have so many arms. It's just, oh my God. hilariously awkward episode but it all stems from Connie knows that her friends and her activities need to fit certain boundaries to be Mm. okay with her parents and otherwise her parents will never let her do them again yeah totally and I just my parents were a little restrictive growing up so I'm kind of like I feel you but my parents didn't have an abacus either so it's like I get it but not to that extent yeah I don't know my my parents had high expectations but they also trusted me and and my brother as well that like we were pretty good at self-governing and we're going to make good choices <laughs> it was a very unusual upbringing i have come to learn <laughs> <laughs> yep no for me it was mostly i need to meet your friends i need to meet your friends parents before you can go over to their houses mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to watch power rangers oh yeah, see, we, like, watched Power Rangers as a family, so... Oh, I went over to my friends' houses to watch it. Again, I relate to Connie. You just sit there and lie like a rug. I had a great time hanging out with my friends. Uh, we played outside. Six-year-old just, Katie knew it was up. It just broke my heart. I mean, I cry at pretty much every episode of Steven Universe, if we're being <gasps> totally honest. But it just really, really broke my heart in that scene where her mom would not let her have the sword. Because I wanted to be like, no, but Connie's mom, Connie is amazing. Like, you need to understand. You're repressing her and she's, she's a warrior. Like, this is, this is her moment to, 
show how strong and capable she's become. And it's so hard to watch that if yes. you've ever been through that with your parents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it really hurts. <laughs> Taking the complete opposite of that, <laughs> yes. let's, let's talk about Sadie's song a little bit. Oh, I just loved hearing Sadie sing. She's so cute. Yeah, well, and Kate Micucci does her voice, and she's adorable, and Sadie's adorable, and I I really enjoy the character of Sadie, because it's so unusual, I think, in a children's program to see a really sort of introverted and understated character. Yeah. Um, and especially contrasted with Lars, who's just kind of a yeah. raging jerk most of the time, well, and even if it's an I'm trying to be cool. Totally. Front. Well, and and the thing that's really interesting to me about Sadie is that she is this kind of shy and introverted character, but it's not like painful and debilitating. That's yeah. like just who she is. Yeah. It, it just she's an incredibly real character. I mean, there, that that's, I know people like that. exactly. Yeah, because I mean. Most people, if they are very introverted or shy, they still function in society. And too often in fiction, they portray those really shy, mousy characters as being kind of weak characters. And Sadie is not. Yeah. And so, of course, we push her straight out of her comfort zone with this. Beach of Palooza's come around again. Steven is (sighs) handing out flyers. And he catches her singing along to the radio while she's working in the stock room. And, I mean, who doesn't do this? Everybody. Who doesn't do this? It was great. (laughs) And, yeah, she's got a really sweet voice. And Steven goes, oh, my God, you should sing for Beach of Palooza. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, okay, maybe I will. Yeah. And that she's stepping out of her comfort zone. And then her mom finds out about it because Stephen, you know, is exuberant and exactly. happy and wants to share his joy with the world and right. doesn't know that there's this dynamic. Exactly. And it immediately becomes her mom's thing and Stephen's thing mm-hmm. and she is no longer comfortable yeah. with it. I mean, I will say that it, it, as you mentioned, it started with Stephen running away with it. And that, yeah. but that came from a really sincere place. It did. And it's the same thing with her mom. Yeah. That it's like we said, it's like the total opposite of Connie's mom, where Connie's mom is trying to really, you know, keep a really close hold on her. Sadie's mom is trying to thrust her up on a pedestal and into the spotlight however she possibly can. She cranks everything up to 11. Yeah. And Connie functions, Connie, Sadie functions at like a seven, an eight, a nine when she's really mad at Lars. Yes. (laughs) And she's comfortable with that. Yeah, she is. Yeah. um, Yeah, I, I... thought the scene where Steven discovered her singing in the stock room was so realistic and wonderful. And then when they went back to her house and he's helping her prep for her act, I did have a moment when she was like, she heard her mom was home. She's like, oh, oh, my mom's home. Okay, well, maybe we should just do this another day. It was like, what's going on here? And because there's so many ways it could have gone with that. And of course, your initial reaction is, oh, no, mom's not going to like this because we've just come off of that episode with Connie dealing with her mom. And it was so interesting to see that juxtaposition. Yeah. And it's, well, we gave something for the kids with really restrictive parents. What about the kids who aren't comfortable with how enthused their Their parents parents are managing their lives in a different way? This is for them. Yeah, I mean, it almost spoke to that whole kind of stage stage parent thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. And and it 100% was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So watching that go down was some of the most uncomfortable, just them dressing Sadie up and yeah. the makeup and the everything. Just, well, and then oh, rifling through her closet and seeing all the relics 
of everything Sadie had been before for five minutes because she expressed a little bit of interest in it yeah. and her mom thrust her into it as if she were a superstar. Yeah, and her mom probably was not aware of this. She wasn't no, aware that her daughter wasn't enjoying this, wasn't exactly. having fun. Well, because that, that was the impression that I got based on Sadie's reaction at the end of the episode was that she never voiced her feelings to her mom. I kind of got that when they were going through the wardrobe just so that I didn't know you were a swimmer for yeah. a little while. I didn't know you were a ballerina for a little bit when I was 10. Right. No, I got that. I From that, I got like, oh, this is what's going on. Sadie's not happy with it, but I'm under the impression she never like lashed out until the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Steven in that little dress was the cutest thing. Oh my God. What? And it was perfect for him. It all looked really good. It did. It looked adorable. Well, and I loved that, you know, the, with the whole Beach of Palooza thing that she was like, okay, maybe don't put me on the poster being like, I'm embarrassed. I don't know if I'm going to do it. And Steven ran in another direction with it. And he's like, secret, secret special guest. And just that special <laughs> guest thing had Steven written all really over did. it. It really did. Yeah, that uh, that scene when uh, she was prepping for her act and they were doing her hair and makeup. The camera for that. Yeah. Doing it from Sadie's point of view and just yeah. having it be really intrusive. Such a good decision. And her mom just dropping glitter and, and sequins I'll get the emergency her. glitter supply from yeah. the car. You keep an emergency glitter supply <laughs> in the car? Yeah. I mean, I keep like a scarf and an ice scraper and stuff, but I'm from Colorado. Yeah, I've got like a sweatshirt because I'm always cold in the movie theater. Yeah. Because they turn the air conditioning on way too much. <laughs> stuff you'll actually use, but uh, extra glitter? Yeah. Extra All right, let's, let's roll with it. And I, some of the throwaway lines on this, you just, the blink and you miss them one-liners. I knew you delivered mail. I didn't know you delivered Sadie. Sadie I'm like, you're yes, 12. I know. You're 12. Uh, okay. <laughs> And there was, golly, there was another one. Oh, yeah. After my act two years ago, clothing is mandatory. Yes. Oh, that was adorable. <laughs> what did you do? I know. That's the best noodle incident. Yeah, seriously. I just, I love what a sincere character Steven is. Oh, yeah. Like, there is not a shred of irony in him at all. He is just joy and love and wants to spread that with everybody. And it's wonderful. And that's half the reason that the stuff we have with Peridot works. It does. Absolutely. Is because he's just ready to adopt her. Yeah. She kidnapped him. Totally. She's kicked him around. She, you know, brought all this awful stuff to his planet. But no, he totally wants to adopt her. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's very um, encompassing of uh, the whole sort of magical girl genre, which which Steven Universe certainly does fall into and draws a lot of influence from. Oh, tons. That you're central hero a lot of the time in, in cases like Sailor Moon or like Hardcaptor Sakura and even to some extent Revolutionary Girl Utena she is rather naive uh, they that the main character is naive and really good and that's what makes them powerful I'm just thinking of Madoka now <laughs> same well yep. yeah yeah well and I mean you know and, and Steven Universe especially this season, I mean, we knew about it before this, but I feel like we've really gotten into it this season, the kind of icky stuff with the um, with the gem mutants, which, when I found out what that was in that episode, I just was, gotcha. Yeah, keeping it together was not an uh, okay episode. No, not okay. For anyone ever at all. Not oh my okay. God. And, just, and Garnet's revelation about what they were, and ugh. Uh, anyway, 
But and that is this what ago. Homeworld thinks of fusion? <sighs> Just because yeah. it was a while ago. When we see Garnet talking to Peridot, that when she grinds out her name, you almost can't understand her. Yeah. And it's this moment of, why is she so... Oh, yeah. right. Yep. That was a thing. Yeah. So, Poor Garnet's just been through the ringer recently. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, that's that's just something that, you know, Steven Universe kind of borrows from the from Madoka, where, spoilers, the witches were magical girls. And, yeah. so, and we see that here as well, that all of the mutants and monsters, monsters that we fight were gems. Or still are in some yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we have the mirror, which is like, oh, you're a crack gem, you're useless. Let's just make you a tool. Oh, Talk about dehumanizing. I know. So gem society is messed up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and let's talk about iTunes. <laughs> take take a nice little break here. We covered parenting. We're getting into Paradox. So in between the themes, we're going to talk about iTunes. If you've seen an AfterBuzz show, you know this spiel. But we're doing it again. <laughs> We are on iTunes, we're on YouTube, we're on SoundCloud, and it really super helps us out if you go in and you like and you subscribe, and in the case of iTunes, you rate and you leave comments on YouTube and reviews on iTunes, iTunes, especially iTunes reviews. Because when you do that, it shows our producers, hey, we really like these people talking about lesbian space rocks. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's have them continue to talk about lesbian space rocks. Let's do that. We like this show. And it can also help us get sponsors, keep the lights on in the studio, and in some cases, get guests. They see that we've got a fun little party coming on and they uh, want to join in. So like us on iTunes. Subscribe. Like us, all of that fun stuff. Leave five stars because you love us and we love you. Leave reviews. It really super helps us out. And if you leave reviews on iTunes, we'll read them on the show. Give you a nice little shout out. So, yeah, keep that in mind for next month, I think, because this is going to be a monthly show. Yeah. Because they're 10-minute episodes. Otherwise, we'd have a lot of padding. I know. So They fit so much into 10 minutes, I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So let's swing into the Peridot half of this, which is Catch and Release and When It Rains. And Catch and Release just goes straight into it. And the little (laughs) one sentence... You're just dying over there, aren't you? Because the intro to this episode is Stephen going to bed. Well, and we had... um, We get little one-sentence summaries for a lot of the episodes before we go into it. And the one-sentence summary for this was, we get a look at Steven's bathroom. Bathroom, yeah. And immediately, the whole fandom's like, stuff's going to go down. Yeah. When it's an innocuous little summary like that, things are going to occur. You know it's going to be a serious episode, yeah. And it's paradox. Good night, ominous triangle at the foot of my bed. I know. Huh. Yep. And it's just one of those moments of, oh, no. Like, the audience gets yeah. two and a half seconds to process what's going to happen. Yeah. And Steve is just like, these things occur. And, and again, and, like, and again, it's like, it's animation. But the camera on that was so brilliant. Yeah. Because it's dark and shadowy. And you just kind of see the top of her head. And, you, you know, Peridot, the top of her head is a very distinctive shape. Yeah. And so... Little green Dorito. Right. So you... As a viewer, are processing this in real time with Steven. It was just genius. And then Peridot <laughs> essentially just grabs Trash him and kidnaps, kidnaps him. <laughs> because she's desperate. Mm-hmm. And she's, I have no this, I have no that, I have no foot. I know, I, I can't know. even get well, off the planet. Yeah, Steven previously took her foot. They took her <laughs> and, foot before. <laughs> and poor Steven is really, really trying to help. He is trying like, to help. It doesn't I, always I work. When, sorry. She, when she was threatening him to repair, like, the transporter, and he's like, I'm sorry, my mouth gets really dry when I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> 
And just we have the inconsistent healing powers, which have been inconsistent since the middle of last season. Yeah, it's true. So I, you feel really bad for Peridot at this point. I yeah. mean, she's not really a great person, but you, no. she's so upset, she cracks and starts laughing. Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh, that's a sign that things are really not okay up in there. Yeah. And then the gems show up and <laughs> squeeze her to death, which is, oh, man. Yeah. I, again, it, it, this goes back to what I've been taught, what we've brought up several times already on the show is that sort of, relationship between parent and child and here we're seeing the way that the gems relate to Peridot whom they of course have more of uh, more of a grudge against yeah. than Stephen does being innocent joyful little Stephen um, and, and ultimately it's Stephen who's able to make a useful connection with Peridot. Yeah. Well, and Peridot also immediately goes on the defensive with other gems, but with Steven, Steven is a curiosity. Steven is a Steven. We're we're not sure what to do with him. And Steven is helpful and expressed sympathy towards her. And she doesn't seem to be the type to get a lot of that. She is probably a very young gem. The way she talks, the way she moves. Yeah. And the fact that, if you noticed, she didn't have any previous regenerations. No. It was just the one. Yeah. So she's probably very young and relatively weak. And who yeah. knows if limb enhancements are mandated by Homeworld. But that's a thing. Yeah. And it's a thing the gems hadn't seen before. Totally. The, oh, there's bits of her everywhere. Nah, not really. Just, yeah. It's just... Basically armor. Yeah. Which is why we get the surprise when Steven goes to go get her out of her bubble because she said something about the cluster and that's going to be important. Yes, it is. And the gems are just like, nope, she's just talking out her rear. It's fine. And Steven's just, no, no, we really need to know that. Yeah. So he goes to get her out and it turns out she's about his height. I know. He's not very big. So we get the, you're like an angry little slice of pie. That's right. Which fandom has been calling her either Green Dorito or Angry Dorito, but I kind of like Angry Slice I of Pie. I love Angry Slice of Pie, and she's so cute. She really is adorable. <laughs> I mean, this is going back to what you were saying, Katie, about how I get the impression that she actually is quite young and oh yeah, inexperienced, and and the limb enhancements kind of helped hide that. Yeah. Where it made her look like she was tall and more grown up. And of course, you know, as is a common theme with younger characters, they're constantly trying to prove themselves as being worthy of kind of playing with the big kids. And now she's got that facade gone. Well, and also if you, from what little we know of Gem Society, she seemed to have been caught in a compassionless power struggle. So you have to be big and you have to be ferocious or you're going to get eaten alive. Yep. And she has had all of whatever power she's had mm-hmm. taken from her at mm-hmm. this point. So when she slapped Steven, he's like, that really hurt. It did? I know. That was so cute. I also love the, what's your shirt? What's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just, oh, it's my banana pajama. Ow. Yep. yep. And running out screaming, freedom is mine. Yeah. With the gems right behind her. She learned real fast. <laughs> Perfect comedic timing. Oh, yeah. In what became a very dramatic scene. Absolutely. But right there, that was hysterical. Yeah. And you need that little tension release. Yeah. But she's just this little wild child. No, she totally is. Well, and I and I liked, too, that in the end of the, the battle with the gems, when she ultimately ended up in Steven's bathroom, and they just closed her in there, that Pearl admitted that 
they kind of needed to keep her around. Yeah. Because no one was listening to Steven about this cluster thing. Well, and Peridot screaming about, have fun talking with me while I'm at a bubble. Like, yeah, that's the only advantage she has right now. Yeah. And she needs it. Yeah, well, I mean, she see, she clearly does know something. Yeah. And if they bubble her, there's oh, well. uh, not going to be much communication. <laughs> and Stephen giving her back her little foot armor enhancement as a peace offering. Yes. What a lovely souvenir of the oh. other time you assaulted me. <laughs> I also... I also love when she was in the bathroom and she was in the toilet. And this is right when they had locked her in the bathroom. And uh, and Amethyst is like, are you trying to escape through the toilet? Don't try. I already did. <laughs> you can't flush yourself down the yeah. toilet. I already tried yeah. that. And it's just her curled up looking really oh, angry no. and spinning, spinning around in a circle. circle. I also love, so they, you know, they close her in the bathroom and they're like, all right, well, she's just going to have to stay there. And Steven's like, but it's my bathroom uh i'm gonna have to to use use that what am i supposed to do (laughs) again amethyst just go in the ocean ocean. like Like a fish (laughs) what is it with you guys and having me pee outside (laughs) just like this is a thing that's happened before yeah yeah well and then when when steven does come in and joins peridot in the bathroom which was hilarious just Peridot discovering her surroundings and conversing with Steven and asking him if everything was a weapon. But if you look at that, when he makes the comment about, well, I guess if you get it wet and twist it up, she immediately flinches like she's going to be hit yeah. with it. She's not trying to take any weapons. No, no, no. She's trying to figure out if she's going to get hurt. Yeah. Which, Chen society is just messed up. I know. I can't I get past that. Just this this product of society that feels like it has to be big and powerful, and when it can't, is worried about getting hurt. Just, mm-hmm. Oh my cat! You feel really bad for Paradox. Yeah, I I did. I feel I felt so bad for Paradox. It, it's interesting. I was um, talking with another friend of mine on Twitter today about Steven Universe, and she had tweeted about like how she felt Paradox was kind of her favorite this season, mm-hmm. and she loved where the story was going with her, and. She wanted her to keep kind of going down this more good guy-ish kind of path. Redemptive? Sort of. I was like, yeah, I could totally see that. Or she's going to die tragically because this is Steven Universe. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She doesn't fit in the opening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Paradox. (laughs) Just she doesn't fit. So it's it's not going to. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who, Who knows? even know? We have a long time and a lot of episodes listed. That is so true. So we're going to be going for a while. Yes. And then we swing into When It Rains, where we still are having a tough time talking with Peridot, even though Stephen can go in and out of the bathroom right. as he pleases. But Peridot's still okay just with living him. in there. But I love just the screaming back and forth between the bathroom and Pearl finally losing it and going, I got your claws right here! Yeah. <laughs> like... I really like it when Pearl just kind of goes off the hand. I know. Like that. Not in the horribly dramatic, awful ways that right. was Sardonyx week. Yes. But in ways like this, where she tries to be really calm and collected, and then these things happen. Well, and she, she does, because just... she's, the, you know, she tries to be the, the calm, intelligent, I've got it all together yeah. kind of character, which is really her overcompensating for the fact that she she's super not okay. super not okay. Yep. And, and all of Steven's moms are really super not okay. Yeah. And his dad is also not okay. I but we're know. kind of balancing out a little yeah. bit. But they're it's all like, no, I'm, I'm a very big Greg Universe fan. I love Greg. I thought we were going to get some of them in this episode I with this. Know. We can ask for help from dad. dad. 
Like, what is a dad? So much. And again, this this continued on the theme from last episode of Peridot discovering her surroundings and coming to understand yeah. some elements of the human world. Not knowing what thunder is oh, and freaking that was so out cute. about it. When she comes like, running out of the bathroom, she's like, it has to be the cluster. What else could it possibly be? Oh, it's just thunder. And Stephen explaining how rain works. That was amazing. Using the pot of soup. And you know, <laughs> there are just kids at home going, Oh. Yeah, that so was kids some at real home, science. So kids at home aren't going to be scared of thunder because Stephen explained how yeah. it works and Stephen thinks it's okay, so it must be good. Yeah, and I liked the little detail too that Stephen was afraid of it until his dad explained to him how it yeah. worked. Um, and I, I did like though before he got to the end of the explanation where she's like, cause he explained it, you know, using steam and evaporation and she goes, so scalding water falls down from the sky. No. No, it's just no, water. No, it's just water. It can't hurt you. <laughs> and just this really nice, almost dialogue-less moment of Peridot stepping into the rain and kind of learning to trust him. Yeah. It was almost Disney. Uh, yeah. Oh, totally. It's just either Disney or Miyazaki. I was going to say, those very, was gonna say very, very, very Miyazaki. Because Miyazaki. Miyazaki really likes to let scenes breathe. Like and that. that's what the, and we had a 12 minute episode and we still had time to let this scene yeah. just kind of breathe and yeah. get there. And the fact that one of the streams of water was like anime style tears is what it looked like. So like, good. I know she's not crying, but that's what it looks like. Yeah. Oh, that part of the episode. So good. Yeah. And this is why we need Steven. We need someone approaching this warrior race with compassion, yeah. which is exactly what Steven is good at. Yeah, that I mean that's his greatest asset. That's his biggest weapon and his only weapon is a shield. He's I defensive. Know. And so he very much understands the value of teamwork and the fact that he and Connie are being trained as a team. Yeah. Which to me lends some credence to the idea that we will eventually see Stevani riding into battle on Lion with sword and shield. Yes. Just like Sign me up. That. Sign me up. I'm all about that. I've seen the fan art. I've seen the head cannons on Tumblr. I subscribe. Sign me up. Yeah. Give it to me. Uh, yes. <laughs> so Peridot decides to trust Stephen. Yes. And wants to tell him about the cluster and what it is. No, I don't want to talk to the gems. I don't like them. Yeah. But I'll talk to you. Right. Because again, you have Stephen who has this very non judgmental nature. Yeah. That anybody can sense just from limited interaction with him. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know that Peridot feels like, oh, I can trust him with all my secrets, but she certainly feels like she can trust him to an extent, because just being around Steven puts people at ease. Well, and she said thank you, and she yeah. made a big deal of saying thank you, and I'd be surprised if that's something she's ever said before. I know. Yeah. Like, so that's a very, very big deal and a big step forward for her. Yep. It's like bringing a very abused, shy cat into your household. Mm. And, you know, only one person can pet them because they don't like anybody else. Yep. You've got a couple of cats at the shelter like that. Aww. <laughs> so, yeah, she brings him to... She, we have to go to the kindergarten. That's where all the logs are backed up. Okay, but... <laughs> oh, no, there's a catch. What are your demands? You have to hold my hand the whole time. Yes. <laughs> like, Stephen. Yes. Well, and it's during this journey that Peridot finds out what Stephen is. Yeah. Because she... So you're some sort of hybrid? Right. Because she's like, oh, you must have been grown on Earth. And he's you're like... You're a quartz, right? Yeah. No. I came from my mom and dad. Yeah. What? So we had a very short lesson on how is baby made. <laughs> 
<laughs> the not, ballad not of the ballad of Rose and Greg. Oh my god! I so wanted this to be a musical sequence. <laughs> I. And that's not an episode title that we have coming up, or I would have noticed that, yeah. but I would have absolutely loved that. Or even just, like, little sketchy storyboard e-animation yes. explaining how this is a thing. Yes! And Peridot just, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I want to see, like, Steven's drawings of yes. that story. <laughs> so we get the explanation. We manage to power things up, and we have several instances of Peridot cannot accomplish something on her own, and Steven mm-hmm. helps her. Yeah. And straight up tells her, it's okay to ask for help. Yes. Which is the big moral of this particular episode. Absolutely. And I mean, even Peridot gets to a point where we brought it up earlier of, oh, well, we can always just ask that dad. Ask dad. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever dad is. Yes. Yeah, if it, if it is... gets really bad, we could just ask this dad for yeah. help. Yeah, well, what... I'm trying to remember exactly... Mom and dad? Are those gems? Yes. Are they planets? planets? Yeah. <laughs> um, universes, actually. Yay! Yes. Uh, oh. But we find out that the cluster is... She called it a geo-weapon, which in human speak, I think would be a biological weapon. Mm-hmm. A bio-weapon is what we would call yeah. it. And it's this gigantic gem fusion made from millions of shards incubating at Earth's core. And once it wakes up and forms, it will break the Earth because it will be bigger than that. I'm getting real Unicron vibes from say, this. I was going to say, I literally like, wrote down, I was like, it's, okay, it's all so transformer the stuff. Is what is What is dad? The cluster <laughs> is Unicron. This, I'm getting Transformers flashbacks. Totally. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm okay yeah, with that. Too. No, I wrote down so it's basically unicron it's basically <laughs> man-made or gem-made unicron Ugh. which is Ugh. terrifying so scary so terrifying because we've already seen these gem mutants and they're terrifying enough on their own without them being the actual planet without them being unicron <laughs> oh not okay <laughs> so we run into gem fusions and there's nothing we can nothing they can do about it because mm-hmm. peridot does she have a weapon we just don't know if she does, she may not have access to it. Yeah. She may not be trained in it because she had limb enhancements. Yeah. And you're a puny, not powerful gem. And so we'll give you limb enhancements because that's all you need. Don't worry about having a weapon. It'll be puny and not powerful too. So pff, whatever. Yeah. So, so we're just going to see... make you better with this technology instead of letting you Trusting tap yourself. into. Yes, exactly. So I want to see Peridot learning to use her weapon. Me too. Figuring out what it is. Uh, seriously, put it in the hashtag, guys. ABTVSU, what do you think Peridot's weapon is? Yeah. I would love to. Because the last time we had, what's their weapon? It was Kingdom Hearts, and we were trying to figure out what the heck Zexion <laughs> had. And it was a book. <laughs> so I really want to see what you guys think Peridot's <laughs> weapon will be. So yeah, put yeah. it in the comments. Put it in the hashtag. We really want to hear about this. <laughs> But Stevens is the shield and the bubble and do something. I am. Do something useful. <laughs> like, oh, Peridot, honey. Yeah. And I think this is what really hammers home for her and the gems coming to save them. Right. That you need to ask for help. You can't do everything on your own. Yeah. Even this Steven that she thinks is capable and knows things and is kind of a quartz maybe-ish. Right. <laughs> isn't able to do things on his own and it's this life-threatening situation that hammers it home for her Mm -hmm. in the same way for nightmare hospital that it was a life-threatening situation that caused this yeah so evidently you need a good life-threatening situation every once in a while for change to occur puts your life in perspective (laughs) just you know kids don't make life-threatening situations (laughs) if they happen they happen but don't go looking for them no 
Please don't. <laughs> so Peridot decides to trust the gems. Yes. And stops herself midway through calling them clods. Yep. Like, I need to tell you about the cluster. Smash cut to commercials. The end. And that's all we have until next week. Ugh. What a way to end our first after show for Steven Universe, by the way. Yeah. This massive cliffhanger. And then we have five weeks until we're back in studio. We're, we're doing this every first Thursday of the month, you guys. And yeah. October has five Thursdays because it's just nice and neat like that. So, yeah, we'll see you first Thursday in November and we'll have five episodes to talk about then. In the meantime, predictions. Hmm. What do we think is coming down the line? And now... Yeah. I love the light show. I absolutely love the light show. So much fun. I wasn't sure if it was going to happen or not, but here it is. Uh, we do have a list of titles yes. on Wikipedia. Yes. Um, have you seen any of them? I I have not uh, because I was like, that's a lot of information to look oh ahead my God, at. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to focus on the here and now and my new found adoration of Peridot. I know, um, right? You just want to take her home. I know. Well, again, I, once again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I feel like it could go either way with Peridot. Either Peridot... Well, and quite frankly, it's probably going to go both ways. Uh, wherein she does learn to be part of the team and, and learn to trust in her own powers. I, I think Steven's going to continue to bring out the best in her, and I can see her becoming part of this team and not making it through the season. <laughs> yeah, heroic Aww. sacrifice. We've got a few, because I did take a look at some of the episode okay. titles. Gem Harvest is one that's close to the end oh, of the season. Oh, no. There's also one that references the cluster, again, close to the end of the season. Well, I mean, that's obviously going to be a thing. <laughs> and the other thing we have on the shelf is Malachite, oh, which yeah. we haven't addressed since Chilatid. So that's going to come back around, and that's going to be ugly yeah when there, there's no way that's gonna end well nope that's gonna be super ugly <laughs> so yeah those those are my predictions <laughs> things are going to go poorly also i can't wait for drop beat dad yes i am excited for that episode yep, for I, horrible reasons i love everything i love everything greg so <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be greg oh, really it's gonna be um his manager what's his name oh because yes. we've got deadbeat dad and we've got drop the beat and sour Boom. cream is a dj Boom. so it's Nailed gonna it. be that jerk coming. Larry, was it Larry? Yes. I, I don't say remember. I would look it up, but internet died on me and so did my computer. <laughs> and I repressed it because that guy. <laughs> anyway, it, we're, we're being played off, so <laughs> we should probably get going. Emma, where can the people find you? You can find me all over the internet at Emma Fife. Uh, you can also follow me and see me on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm on the Face Off After Show. I'm on Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm on Bob's Burgers. I like to talk about cartoons. Uh, also, I do a Sailor Moon podcast outside of AfterBuzz called Love and Justice. You should look it up if you like magical girl things, and you probably do because you like Steven Universe. <laughs> and I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiajay and on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I am on so many of the AfterBuzz shows, Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, Blind Spot, Minority Report, The Muppets. I also write articles for The Movie Chick, that is Chick with two Ks, and do The Movie Chick show on Tuesdays. And there's something else that I can't remember right now, but that is okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for our first Steven Universe After Show. We'll be back the first week in November. Thanks for watching. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.